Chapter Eleven of the Nibelungenlied. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Nibelungenlied, translated by Daniel B. Shumway. Chapter Eleven: How Siegfried Journeyed Homeward with His Wife. Now when the strangers had all ridden hence, Siegmund's son spake to his fellowship. We must make us ready too to journey to my lands. Leif was it with his wife, when the lady heard the tailor write. She spake to her husband. When shall we ride? I pray thee, make me not haste too sore. First must my brothers share their lands with me. It was loath to Siegfried when he heard this from Krimhild. The lordings hide them to him, and all three spake. Now may ye know, Sir Siegfried, that our true service be ever at your bidding till our death. Then he made obeisance to the knights, as it was proffered him in such kindly wise. We shall share with you, spake Giseller, the youth, both land and castles which we do own, and whatever broad realms be subject to our power. Of these ye and Krimhild shall have a goodly share. The son of Siegmund spake to the princes, as he heard and saw the lording's will. God grant that ye be ever happy with your heritage and the folk therein. My dear bride can well forego in truth the share which ye would give. There where she shall wear a crown, she shall be mightier than any one alive, and live to see the day. For whatsoever else ye do command, I stand ready to your bidding. Then spoke the Lady Krimhilde. Though ye forgo my heritage, yet it is not so light a matter with the Burgundian men-at-arms. A king might gladly lead them to his land. Forsooth my brother's hands must share them with me. Then spake the Lord Gernot, Now take whomsoever thou dost wish. Thou wilt find here really a one who will gladly ride with thee. We will give thee a thousand of our thirty hundred warriors. Be they thy court retainers. Krimhilda then gan send for Hagen of Troneg, and also for Ortwin, to ask if they and their kinfolk would be Krimhilda's men. At this Hagen waxed wonderly wroth. He spake, Certes, Gunther may not give us to any in the world. Let others follow as your train. Ye know full well the custom of the men of Troneg. We must in duty bound remain here with the kings at court. We must serve them longer, whom we till now have followed. They gave that over, and made them ready to ride away. Lady Krimhilda gained for herself two and thirty maids, and five hundred men, a noble train. The Margrave Eckevart followed Krimhilda hence. They all took leave, both knights and squires, and maids and ladies, as was Mickle Wright. Anon they parted with a kiss, and voided merrily King Gunther's land. Their kinsmen bare them company far upon the way, and bade them pitch their quarters for the night, where so they listed 
throughout the prince's land then messengers were sent eftsoon to siegmund that he might know and sieglin too that his son would come with lady uta's child krimhild the fair from vaunts beyond the rhine liefer tidings might they never have well for me spake then siegmund that i have lived to see fair krimhild here as queen my heritage will be thereby enhanced my son the noble siegfried shall himself be king then the lady sieglind gave much red velvet silver and heavy gold this was the envoy's mead the tale well liked her which she then heard she clad her and her handmaidens with care as did beseem them men told who was to come with siegfried to the land anon they bade seats be raised where he should walk crowned before his friends king siegmund's liegeman then rode forth to meet him hath any been ever better greeted than the famous hero in siegmund's land i know not sieglind the fair rode forth to meet krimhild with many a comely dame lusty knights did follow on behind a full day's journey till one espied the guests home folk and strangers had little easement till they were come to a spacious castle hight xanton where they later reigned smilingly sieglind and siegmund kissed krimhild many times for joy and siegfried too their sorrow was taken from them all their fellowship received great welcome one bade now bring the guests to siegmund's hall and lifted the fair young maids down from the palfreys many a knight gan serve the comely dames with zeal however great the feasting at the rhine was known to be here one gave the heroes much better robes than they had worn in all their days of their splendour great marvels might be told when now they sate in lofty honours and had enow of all what gold-hued clothes their courtiers wore with precious stones well worked thereon thus did sieglind the noble queen purvey them well then to his friends lord siegmund spake i do all siegfried's kin to wit that he shall wear my crown before these knights those of netherland heard full fain the tale he gave his son the crown the cognizance and lands so that he then was master of them all when that men went to law and siegfried uttered judgment that was done in such a wise that men feared sore fair krimhild's husband in these high honours siegfried lived of a truth and judged as king till the tenth year was come when his fair lady bare a son this was come to pass after the wish of the kinsmen of the king they hastened to baptize and name him gunter for his uncle nor had he need to be ashamed of this should he grow like to his kinsmen he would fare full well they brought him up with care as was but due in these same times the lady sieglin died and men enow made wail when death bereft them of her then the child of the noble uta held with all the power over the lands 
which well beseemed such high-born dames now also by the rhine as we hear tell at mighty gunther's court in burgundian land brunhild the fair had borne a son for the hero's sake they named him siegfried with what great care they bade attend him the noble gunther gave him masters who well wot how to bring him up to be a doughty man alas what great loss of kin he later suffered through misfortune many tales were told all time of how right worshipfully the lusty knights dwelt always in siegmund's land gunther dealt the same with his distinguished kin the nibelung land and schilbung's knights and the goods of both served siegfried here none of his kinsmen ever waxed mightier than he so much the higher rose the mood of the valiant man the very greatest heard that any hero ever gained save those who owned it aforetime the bold man had the which he had won by his own hand hard by a hill and for which he did many a lusty knight to death he had honours to his heart's desire and had this not been so yet one might rightly avere the noble champion that he was one of the best that ever mounted a horse men feared his might and justly too end of chapter 11 recording by alan mapstone in oxford england